Welcome, welcome, welcome. Jimmy, good to be with you again. Excited today. Yeah, good day. Excited to be here. Yeah, it's a great day. You know, I think in episode eight, maybe later on we should talk about cars from the 80s to celebrate our eighth podcast. I like it. Of course, it. when we hit number 80, I don't know what we'll do, but either way, let's talk about some today. That works. Before we get into that, let me uh, let me give a few updates. You know, last week when I opened up, I talked about the first five cars I saw them bring a trailer. They were bringing in just an opening bid at a $4.315 million. A couple of them have closed and sold. A couple of them haven't sold. There were two no sales. Two of the Ferraris didn't sell. Uh, the Porsche IMSA race cars still for sale, uh, as is the Speed Tail, which, by the way, is up to $2.75 million. Wow. And so right now they're up to a grand total of 5.6. But again, two of them uh, bid but didn't sell. Uh, the Ferrari 408 Pista Spider bid all the way up to $652,000. And the SF90 Stradale bid up to six hundred and three, but they didn't sell. And the Carrera GT is up to $1.29 million. Wow. Well, let, let me ask you this. It's strange, and we, we touched on this last week, but it's strange that those cars didn't sell and that, that dude that runs uh, or that ran FTX got arrested. Is there a correlation? <laughs> uh, I'm just asking the question. Yeah, Putting them on hold, know. baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's behind bars, so I, I, you know, yeah, don't know. Also got a good PT Cruiser update for you. Ooh. I was listening to our good friend, uh, or watching our good friend. He's not our friend. I don't know him at all, but I like his videos on YouTube. Super fast Matt. Hey, he's welcome. Oh, I like super fast Matt. Yeah. Yeah. And he's yeah, welcome I, to be I, our friend. I wish he were our friend. Yes. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, super fast Matt is an engineer and he builds these crazy cars. He's hilarious and also very brilliant. But he was uh, trying to figure out, the video that I watched was all about Porsche. And he was trying to figure out why they have such a raving fan base. He doesn't understand it. And so he said, you know, there are fans of all kinds of cars. We have these people. And then he would just show a bunch of Corvettes in a parking lot. And he said, and we have these people. And he would show a bunch of BMWs. And he said, and we have these groups of people. And then he would show, you know, maybe some Japanese cars in a parking lot. And then he said, and then there's those people that were dropped on their head as babies. And he showed a picture of one PT Cruiser. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. It was spot on. <laughs> Way to go, super fast, Matt. You, you, yeah. You, you can't help what you love. You know, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he, he threw him under the bus. It was great. So what do you got this week? Jimmy, what are you looking at? Well, a couple of things. I'm basically going to be accused of liking boats. Uh, anybody that <laughs> listens to this podcast is going to think I like, and I do like boats, but I, I really don't have a desire to own one. I do like the thought of other people owning boats and appreciate them in, in that regard. I'm going to bring a trailer again. And the first one that I'm looking at here is a 1940 Chris Craft 25 foot sportsman. Big thing that I want to say is I think that the word runabout is one of the coolest words in the English language. That's just awesome. The other thing too is I just see this these Chris Crafts and we used to vacation up in upstate New York, Lake George, and they had a, wasn't a Chris Craft, uh, up there in Ticonderoga, they made these hacker crafts. But just seeing these things on the water, just works of art. Just appreciate how beautiful they are. You know, the split windscreen, the 
I think this one said it in the comments, it said it had an apple green interior. I mean, that's, that's just a cool sounding color anyway. I don't know the whole look of it, the little flag off the back of the boat and everything else. I don't know the whole, what a lifestyle, what a cool thing. These are the ones that are like the full, almost look like handmade yes. wood boats. Yeah, just yeah, they're crazy works of art, right? And just like a, beautiful, like a dream floating on the water, right? I yeah. used to, when we would go to this little resort on Lake George, I'd get up early when the girls were sleeping and I'd go and they had this, I say nature trail, it was this small little thing and I found this little rock and I'd kind of scurry down this rock and I'd sit there real early in the morning and they had this one hacker craft that would come out and make its rounds in the morning and I would just watch that thing float on the water and it was just the most peaceful thing to see because nobody else was out on the water that early in the morning and it was just making its rounds. It was just such a pretty, pretty sight. Sun kind of gleaming on the water and, and then this thing just floating by. What a beautiful thing. And, and this Chris Craft reminds me of that. So yeah, maybe I do have a thing for boats. I don't feel like owning one, but man, I'm just glad to see that people like them and glad to see them from afar. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's a thing about boats. I think for you, it's the beauty and the design. I mean, I look at your twin cam, yeah. which for those of you who are listening to this can't see, but Jimmy, when he does these podcasts, he sits right in front of two of his MGs. And the twin cams in the background, and it is a work of art. I mean, just the lines. And it reminds me, it almost, if you put wood, if you made that into wood, it would look <laughs> maybe, very similar to one of those Maybe that's what it is, boats. yeah. That's true. Because they have that tucked leather around the outsides and the yeah. leather seats, and they sit low into the water. So maybe you're just looking at an MG on the water when you squint. Maybe, Do you need uh, glasses? <laughs> I might, maybe this is a land runabout. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Land runabout. Yeah, I'm not sure why you like that word, but it, it works. Yeah. It's runabout. awesome. I don't know. I don't know. It's yeah. an awesome word. That's the first one I'm looking at. Like I said, just fascinating. The bidding just started on, I think it's at $7,500. It's got seven days to go, but fascinated to watch it and fascinated to read the comments because it being a boat, it's just a different world. So just more of a curiosity kind of thing. Speaking of boats, I'm going to interject here and talk about one of the first ones I'm looking at. This is also on Bring a Trailer and it's a 1995 De Tomoso Guara Barchetta. And Barchetta actually means little boat. This is one of the weirdest looking cars I've ever seen. It has no windscreen. It's got a black rim of something all the way around where you would sit. It almost looks like a car that perhaps the Jetsons would have had with the little bubble top, but the bubble top is missing. So there's no windscreen, no top. Uh, it shows a picture of a fellow driving this. His hair is just slicked back in the wind. And the comments on this are some of my favorite. This is a, a sampling of some of the comments. But let me go to the first. There's only one of 50 made. It's BMW powered by a 4.4 liter BMW 840CI engine, which we'll get into that a little bit later today as well. But the comments on here, because there's no windscreen, because there's no top, one comment was bring a windshield. Another one was <laughs> bring some goggles, bring a helmet. Somebody says, what size wipers does this need? That's going a little bit too far. <laughs> Somebody said, you want to keep your mouth closed while driving this? A bead at the back of the throat is no fun at all. <laughs> and then my favorite comment of all says, odd thing that such an exclusive model would use a two by four to hold the front hood open. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds like a engineering oversight. <laughs> yeah, but it looks like a boat. Like, I mean, some of the views look like a boat. It's not 
a very handsome car. From some angles, it looks okay, but direct side view looks like a little wedge. Just kind of an odd-looking car. Uh, somebody on Bring a Trailer said, you know, they started out with a joke. A Corvette and a Fiero walked into a bar, dot, dot, dot. That's kind of what it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty but a funny. But a lot of great comments. I like the no windshield thing. I know when I first got my first MG back from the body shop, a uh, buddy of mine, we stayed up all night, put it back together, and we didn't put the windshield on it. And I drove it like that for two weeks and, and loved it. And then, and I'm sure that was probably illegal at the time, but I never got pulled <laughs> over for what, I don't know why. But then I rented a, on the rally for the lane, the lane motor museum in Nashville, Tennessee, they do a rally and you can rent the cars from the museum. And on one of the, I've done the rally five different times from the first five rallies I've participated in those. One of the rallies, we ended up renting an MGTD. I wanted to drive one and the MGTD, when they brought it out, I was going to get in it and I asked them to bring the windshield flat. The windshield on an MGTD will, will lie flat. It'll, it'll sit upright and then it'll lay flat. And I asked them to take it down when we did this rally. It was an all day rally. We had a lunch stop and, you know, going to the lunch stop and then coming back all day. They said, fine, we'll put it down for you, but we know you'll be asking for us to put it back up at lunch. And I go, we'll see about that. <laughs> and I, I drove that thing all day long with the windshield down. And then at the end of the day, we took the, you know, turned the car back in. And then Jeff Lane was doing uh, car rides in the, uh, the Gila car. Yeah, that helicopter. Yeah, it's got a propeller on it. Yeah, and it's propeller powered, right? You don't drive that up a hill uh, and have a stop a stop sign or stoplight at the top of the hill and expect that to stay in place. It's going to roll back, right? But anyway, yeah, they, it didn't quite work out. But anyway, he's got this replica. And so he was giving everybody a ride around the parking lot in that Gila car. And so I got in there with him and he looked at me and he goes, this was just like if you were able to drive an MGTD at a hundred miles an hour. And he looked at me and he goes, you and I both know that it won't go that fast. And I go, <laughs> and I looked at him. And I looked at him and I go, yes, but it was not for lack of trying. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So it's fine. You know, yeah, I, I, I'm a fan of the no windshield. Uh, you know, bugs will happen. It's all right. It's cool. Whatever. It's part of the, you know, the thrill, I guess. That's fun. You have another auction today? The second auction I'm looking at is the Classic Motor Carriages Classics Speedster. That's a lot of classic. There's no year listed on the air. It says 1990s. But anyway, it's a Porsche Speedster replica. And, and those are interesting. This one, the bidding's open. It's got seven days to go. It's got one comment. The comment is, what year is this car? But I really, I wanted to just say a couple of things, maybe make a couple points and just kind of pose a couple questions, a rhetorical question. Uh, speaking of the MGTD again, they made those MGTD replica cars with a VW chassis. Right. Those things are not my cup of tea. They churn my stomach. <laughs> I, I'll see one of those and I see the little bitty dual exhaust coming out the back end and then I see the fake hubcap wire wheels and I'm just aggravated because I think I'm looking at an MGTD and then I start to wreck it. And then the VW taillights, I see those things and I'm like, oh, fooled again. You know, like I'm just, I'm angry at that point with myself. Oddly enough, I think that's inappropriate, but um, this car appeals to me, it, even though it's a Porsche, it's got the VW underpinnings and I, I really feel like that's okay. I think it's interesting because I think in this, in this situation, the heritage is there for mm -hmm. one, 
but I think it's an interesting circumstance where there may be more opportunity to get more performance out of a VW engine. And I don't know this. I'm just saying, like, I'm just kind of postulating this. But I think that, that there's probably more possibility from the VW engine than there, there would be from the Porsche engine. And you probably wouldn't want to do some of the things to an original Porsche engine of that vintage that you wouldn't think twice about doing to a, a VW engine. So there's probably a lot more possibility with this combination. It's interesting, right? On one, yeah, on that makes one sense. Hand, if it's under an MG looking thing, I find it abhorrent. This Porsche thing kind of, I find it fascinating because if you wanted to kind of tune it for performance, man, that would probably be like the thing to do, right? Yeah. Which is 180 degrees opposite of my feeling toward the the MG variant of it, if you will. It's right in the same spirit and the same vein of that. Like I said, without going too far off into the weeds, that was the other auction I was looking at. It just started, but that's one I would kind of like to watch the comments and just see what other replicas of those cars out there too. I don't know a whole lot about it, but I think it's pretty fascinating and that would probably uh, appeal to me more than having an original one just for the possibility of of being able to tweak it and modernize it and make it faster and break better and comfortable. And yeah, well, and the other thing is you, you can, like a normal human can get into one of those. I mean, buying an original Porsche, a Speedster would probably be financially difficult for most of us. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what with FTX going down, you know? Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really uh, put a crimp in all of our styles, right? Yeah, Agreed. Ex- exactly. <laughs> Well, yeah. speaking of Volkswagen, <laughs> my second one's a Volkswagen. Um, I'm here on Hemmings, Hemmings Auctions, and this one did not sell. It, I think it ended yesterday or today, but this one's a custom-painted 1980 Volkswagen pickup truck. This Ooh. comes with a 1.9-liter diesel engine, and my favorite thing about this one, the reason that I love this one so much, is it has a it used to be silver. They custom-painted it red and silver with a red and gray leather interior. But on the tailgate, they're bragging about this custom mural tailgate. It's got like a wood paneling, and then it has an inebriated rabbit laying down with one eye closed, drinking a mug of brown liquid that probably is diesel fuel, and it says fuel sipper (laughs) across the back of this tailgate (laughs) because... Apparently, the guy gets good gas mileage, and he wanted everybody to know that by letting people know that an e- an inebriated rabbit is the way that you tell With people. With a drunk rabbit. Yeah, a drunk <laughs> rabbit is how you let people know you're not using too much diesel fuel. It's appropriate, too. It's in California. I mean, you got to do that in California. So tell me what you're looking for on the back of this tailgate. I need to know your vision for this. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You got a rabbit. (laughs) Work with me here. (laughs) Follow me. (laughs) Uh, When we were in high school, one of my buddies down the street, his dad drove not a rabbit pickup truck, but just a a soft baby blue, sky blue Volkswagen rabbit four-door diesel. And another friend in high school, his father owned a local dealership and they traded that little rabbit in to the dealership. And my buddy always got what he called, you know, these cars that weren't worth a lot of money. That's what he got to drive in high school. He could just go pick off. I think he called it the dog lot and he could just go pick whatever <laughs> car. 
And for the longest time, he drove this rabbit until he just blew the motor up. He just ran it out, and that was it. And we never saw the rabbit again. So, But he did not have that mural on the back of that rabbit, which I wish he would have. That's a shame, because if, if he blew it up and then they had to get rid of it, you could just take the tailgate off of it, and then it, <laughs> you could put it in your living room over your mantle as art, yeah. right? Put it in the museum is what you could do. Well, that yes. Yeah. <laughs> Well, great. So, uh, 80s cars. What's, uh, oh, 80s were, that was a tough time. I mean, the mullet was awesome, but the cars that went along with the mullet weren't. Get this. I was just reading a little bit. In 1987, the Cadillac Brum was still 18.4 feet long. I mean, what, what were we doing in the 80s? <laughs> we weren't sipping fuel, were we? <laughs> no, we were not sipping fuel. Guzzling. <laughs> And and then I did a little bit of reading. You know, we talked about that uh, Barchetta earlier, the boat, little boat. You know, it's powered by that 4.4 liter BMW engine. So in 1981, the Chevrolet Camaro came with various motors. But the one that I'd like to talk about was the 4.4 liter V8. Just run a guess about how much horsepower the 4.4 liter V8 in the Camaro had. Now, I know you know this, so just throw it out there. Well, yeah, we talked about it earlier, 115 horsepower. Yeah, he said 115. I, That's 115. <laughs> it seems like you would have to go to great lengths to produce that little horsepower out of that much displacement. I just don't even understand. I don't know the math behind it, but it just <laughs> seems almost impossible. I'm with you. Now, I did just to compare this, I did some research. Uh, MGA Twin Cam reportedly has a 1.6 liter engine. Is that right? Yeah. So the 1.6 right. liter yeah. came with 108 horsepower. So you got this yeah. tiny little, and even the 1.5 liter in your regular MGA, that's not a Twin Cam, has 72 horsepower. But yeah. 115 horsepower out of 4.4 liters. And for those of you who don't know, displacement, what they do with engines, they'll do like a cubic inch, they'll do a liter. The Chevrolet always did cubic inch. They would they, that was the two sixty seven cubic inch. They also did a three hundred five cubic inch, which was a five point zero liter. That only had one hundred and fifty horsepower. But what the displacement is—that's the volume in cubic inches or in liters that the engine cylinders can displace. So it's it's about air. How much air can you suck into the cylinder? The more air you can get in there, you compress the air, spark it with fuel and fire, and it creates power. So if you've got that much room to pull in air and, and you're, you're getting a measly 115, there's something's going wrong inside there. You're, you're not trying. Yeah. Yeah. No. You're not trying. I think I figured it out though. I think I just figured it out when you were talking about that. Yeah. Remember it was the eighties, right? We're talking about the eighties. <laughs> so my guess is we had the hole in the ozone layer, right? Yes, we did. And yes. growing every day, we were getting radiation poisoning and skin cancer right and left. <laughs> and they had all that wonderful fuel emission things that went on there, that the canisters and the pumps and the, I don't know, all the little rubber Catalytic converters, whatever. Who knows doing. where they went, right? Yeah. And that thing probably made 500 horsepower, let's be honest. <laughs> and it went out all of those little rubber hoses, right? And, and then that protected the environment to kind of keep the ozone layer <laughs> closed as much as possible, right? Yeah, as much as possible. But he, here's the irony of it too, right? It's the 80s. So you got some young lady driving this Camaro, getting ready to 
go to high school and over in the passenger seat, she's getting ready for school and driving. You're not supposed to do that, but you did that in the 80s. And she pulls up, you know, a stop sign or a stoplight and, and she reaches over in the passenger side in the seat there and she pulls out her can of Aquanet. She's getting that, you know, the big, you know, the big hair going, right? Yeah, the big, the big hair, hair from claw. the 80s, the claw. She's got the claw going and she's got the Aquanet. So all of the fuel emission stuff was to help protect the environment so she could use the Aquanet to get the claw going. It was the 80s. Well, I you know, I mean, let's be honest. Let's not be sexist about this. I had a can of Aquanet to get the mullet going. So there you go. Oh, I mean, it's just, we sweet. both used it. <laughs> well, I'm going to be honest with you. I've had this haircut or some very slight variation of this haircut since about the sixth grade. So I'm, you know, I'm not one to talk. I don't know. You never, you never had to use Aquanet though. You know, that's the beauty of it. You I got never that mullet did. Flowing, no. man. I wouldn't know. Yeah. It would confuse me. All right. One more little comment on this. That same 4.4 liter V8 BMW currently uses it in some of their cars. Now they turbocharge it. And what that does is it allows you to force air into that cylinder to create a bigger explosion. But that same 4.4 liter in the twin turbo BMW pumps out 600 horsepower. And they have great, I mean, they're getting better fuel economy than even all the crap they did back in the 80s did. 100% chance of that. I'm telling you, they started by cutting out all those crazy rubber hoses that went who knows where. And, uh, <laughs> they went right back into the Aquanet can is where they went. We know yes. where they went. That was the first step. The engineers sat down and they're like, what can we do with this? Well, cut that hose. Well, what's it do? I don't know. Just cut it. See what happens. <laughs> oh, there's 50 horsepower right there. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, so crazy. The 80s, I mean, we'll probably get another whole episode on the 80s because some of these cars were just horrific. I mean, I can't think, I can't think of an American-made car, that's sad to say, from the 80s that I would long for. But if you told me I could have an 80s car from Europe, there's a lot of them. I would take any 911 from 1980 to 1989. I would take probably a Ferrari, many of them, not all of them. There was something called a Lancia Delta, which I thought was a pretty cool car. A Land Cruiser, Toyota Land Cruiser from the 80s were really cool. There's a lot of great cars. that I'd have an 87 Buick Grand National. I know oh, yeah, we, I know you'd we, go to the Grand National yeah. for sure. What about yeah. a Mustang from the 80s, Jimmy? I know you're a Mustang guy too. <laughs> Mustang oh. 2 maybe? That's brutal. Yeah. <laughs> That's a low blow. No, let, let's just stick with, well, and I, and I talked about my soft spot for the, the Buick Riata. That was late 80s. Yeah, it's true. Uh, but, uh, but definitely the Grand National, for sure. So there might be a few. I'd have to think hard. They're just, if, it was a crazy time for cars, that's for sure. If I got a Buick Grand National, I'd probably have to buy one of those wallets that has a big chain <laughs> off the side, just because that'd be awesome. You should just get one of those anyway. You pop out of I your might. twin cam with one of those, people won't mess with you. Well, it's not the same. You hop out of a Grand National and you got one of those wallets, people are going to respect you. If you do it in the twin cam, it's going to get caught on something and you're going to fall on your face on the ground. It'll just be embarrassing. Going to get you snagged know? on something. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> well, great. Uh, we're glad you listened. I, we got some exciting news. I think we're going to have a guest next week, a fellow by the name of yes. Ryan. Uh, it's not me. It's another Ryan. It's not you, but is it? Is it you doing a funny voice to sound like somebody else? You know, I could try, but I, th I think what you'll find, Jimmy Ryan, he's our, he's going to be a Ferrari guy. He owns a Ferrari. Cool. So we're talk Ferraris next week. So oh, I can try to do his that's voice. 
But if you think about it, I mean, maybe car owners sound like their car. I have a whiny flat six in my in my Porsche, so <laughs> I got this whiny flat six voice. You know, you have that wheezy <laughs> twin cam that can't make it up a steep sputtery. hill. <laughs> stuttery and sputtery. Yeah, your theory's holding water. So this guy's Italian. Yeah, he's going to have some sort eloquence. of burbly, eloquent V8 voice. Oh, yeah. I'm excited. So you'll be able to know. You'll be able to know there's a real guest on here. I, I'll forget by then, but I think I'm going to ask him what Barchetta really means. <laughs> I think he's going to tell us it's a kind of noodle. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see. Yeah, if I can remember, I'll ask. <laughs> yeah, well, it'll be fun because I mean, it'll be we'll be able to talk Ferraris. I I don't know much about Ferraris. Awesome, I love them. They're beautiful. I don't know if I'd ever own one, but I told him that we would talk maybe about pricing and barrier to entry and some different things. You know, I'd like to know about that whole. I know Ferrari has that weird thing where they send out those cease and desist letters too. I'd like to know what that's all about. Yeah, I heard about that, so it'll be good. I'll yeah, I'll prep him on that. Maybe he has some answers for us. And there's some kind of weird thing about buying them. Yeah. You have to go through a weird process to buy. I don't know. Yeah. That, like that stuff's fascinating. So it'll be a good Ferrari, Ferrari time next week. But anyway, awesome. Yeah. We're great. We're grateful you guys listen. We're thankful. And uh, tune in next week where we talk to Ryan and his Ferrari. It'll be fun. Can't wait. That's exciting. Guys, have a good week. Yeah. Good luck with the auctions. And again, if you have bought or sold anything on Bring a Trailer or any other auction, just reach out to us at glwtapodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you.